Hello, and thank you for tuning in to Kingdom Life with Matt Boshears. I hope that this week's podcast encourages, inspires, strengthens, and most of all, gives you a deeper understanding of the kingdom of heaven. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel so you don't miss out on any of the episodes. And if you think someone else needs to hear about this podcast, please go and share it. Now, let's get into this week's podcast. Hello, everyone, and just wanted to thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Uh, hope you're having a great morning, afternoon, evening, whatever the time of the day it is uh, that you're tuning into this. Um, Want to get something out there real quick. Um, if you have been emailing me or sent me an email or anything uh, trying to get a hold of me, um, and I've not responded... Um, I apologize. Uh, something happened with my email account and, uh, they like locked it. (laughs) They froze it or something. Uh, it was, it was flagged and I didn't get the, I didn't see the notification on it. Uh, so I've had to go in and redo, uh, my email. So if you would like to get a hold of me, um, and just ask me a question, make a comment, um, or even just, um, talk, whatever the case is, uh, email me at kingdom life with Matt Boshears at gmail.com. Again, kingdom life with Matt Boshears at gmail.com. Uh, again, so if you've tried to get a hold of me, um, I did not get it. So I apologize. Not that I was trying to ignore you. Or anything. Uh, so uh, hopefully this time it doesn't get locked up or flagged. Uh, so not sure why that happened. Um, but uh, today, uh, just something like I want to talk about is um, just truth. Which is something that I never thought I'd have to be really... Um, you'd have to go into detail about. Um, but it is, I've never seen a society where people get upset with hearing, um, the truth about things. Uh, before it felt like, or it seemed that people when something would be, when a true statement would be made, that even though they may not have liked it, they accepted the truth and went on. Nowadays, it's not like that. Um, when you present people with truth, um, with true facts, true statements, um, or you know the truth of the matter or anything, it they get upset, they get mad, they get aggravated. And will still try to push their thoughts, their agendas, their um, their ways, or any any kind, um, despite facing truth. And that's kind of an alarming state to be in. That you can't speak. 
to someone and give them the truth on something without a backlash. Um, and it, it's just, you know, people just, a lot of times they just don't want to hear it. Um, and it's, it's, it goes far, way far beyond the point of it just being like a denial. Like, uh, I can give, I can get it when somebody hears something that like, Hey, like this is true. Like this is what's right. And that's, and that's what I'm talking about here. Like, I'm not talking about like a true statement out there. I'm talking about like truth in what is right and what is wrong, how you can and cannot do things, how you're, you can and cannot act, how, what you can and cannot say. That's what I'm really talking about here. Not just the sky's blue and people are freaking out over it, but like truth in statements that are, this is the right way and you can't negotiate with that. Like, this is it. This is how it's supposed to be. Um, and there's, there's no way around it. That's what I'm talking about. And like people, they don't want to hear it. Um, and for me, I think a lot of it is, is it now holds them accountable. I, and people don't want to be held accountable for their actions. They don't want to be held accountable for anything because then it goes against, you know, the whole idea of, well, you can do your own thing, act your own way. And nobody's going to cater to that when you have to, um, be held accountable. I can't get upset with the person at Target and scream and yell at them and get my way. Although I have seen it happen. Like if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, you have to leave now because you're now acting in a manner that is being disruptive and inappropriate and it is causing an issue here. So you now have to leave. That is them being held accountable for their action. And now they have to pay the piper. And we people don't want to hear the, that type of mentality. They don't want to hear those words of, you're going to be held accountable. Um, and it just, it, it is a, it's sad and it's just how far we've gotten from when this nation was founded. Um, this nation was founded upon biblical truth and biblical knowledge. And now it is so far away from that that not that it's just like it's just gotten away but it's almost like it's intentionally gotten that way that there are those that want to do everything in their power to silence biblical truth from being speaking and if it is spoken then it's classified as a hate crime it's it's a hate it's hatred um and don't get me wrong, there are those out there that I've heard that, yes, they are speaking biblical truth, but it has come out It's in such a way that it is hate. And that is never the way that it was supposed to be. That you can speak truth in a matter, but it, it has to be from a place of love and compassion. When you looked at the life of Jesus and his actions and his demeanor when he was around sinners and those who were in sin, he had compassion and love for them. Yes. He, you know, would tell them go and sin no more. Like, you know, there was accountability for their actions, but it was done out of a place of love and compassion. The times that he got really upset, um, you know, like when he went to the temple with a whip, 
uh, was when you looked at the religious society and what they were doing. That's when you see a lot of his righteous anger coming out was when it was towards the religious leaders of that time. It was never directed at those who were sinning or, um, you know, what we would call worldly. Uh, but yet it is, it's not that way um, with a lot of people. And a lot of times I've heard comments made or I've heard conversations and it's not come out of a place of love, um, compassion, understanding. Um, and when we don't come from that place, nobody's going to want to hear it. And that's where you kind of, and when you get somebody who is at the place of they're not speaking out of love and compassion, and you get somebody who does not want to hear truth, does not want to hear how it's supposed, the way it's supposed to be, you have a, uh, an equation there that the outcome is just going to be, it's going to be a disaster. Because instead of having a conversation, instead of it being sensible, it's it's just going to escalate from there. And that's a lot of times what we have. Um, and, I, and I hate to see those situations play out. But there are those where, you know, it when you see somebody who is talking about things that are biblically sound, biblically, tr- biblically true, uh, sometimes people just go crazy. Um, and, and just being transparent, like to the point that they, they're ready to fight. Um, I saw a thing on, uh, a video of a guy just holding up a sign that basically just said, Jesus loves you. And this lady was losing her mind on him up in his face, screaming, yelling. And he just stood there. He didn't, he didn't like in the video, he never said anything, but I was just like, it was amazing just that the level of anchor this lady had just over a sign that basically just says Jesus loves you. And of like and like my it's like my heart breaks for her because if she's that upset over Jesus loves you, then there are things that would apply to her life that are true that she would probably be more enraged at. And again, we don't know like what's happened. There may be a lot of church hurt. You know, the church religion has maybe put a bad taste in her mouth and she had, she's maybe been maybe was manipulated by a church leader uh was there uh came out of a place of, you know, a religious organization that had nothing but like oppression. Like we don't know. But um it's common to see people get upset when people start talking biblical truth. Um, and I know that was like a long kind of maybe it was like a, a tangent that may have not went anywhere. But what comes to my mind is when I see this is when I go to the scripture and you see uh, Matthew 7, uh, 13 and 14. It says, enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide, and the way is easy that leads to destruction. Enter by the narrow gate, 
for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction. And those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life and those who find it are few. The gate that is wide and easy and many people find it, it leads to the destruction. But the gate that is narrow and hard but it leads to life, few find it. That scripture alone kind of Makes me rethink that if I am on a platform or my way of thinking, my support, um, my values, what my life is around. If it's popular belief or the big thing that everybody likes and everybody's wanting, maybe I should might need to rethink what what I'm looking at there. Because if everybody's on board with it, maybe it's not 100% fact. Because narrow is the way that leads to life, but few find it. That, I mean, it's kind of, I look at, you know, And I look at, I was like, for one thing, uh, I'm going to look at, like, okay, so this idea, okay, and if some people shut off their, uh, shut this podcast off right now, okay, but I'm I'm just going to say it, the idea that you can do what you want, say what you want to say, and live any type of lifestyle that you want, and it's okay because at the end of the day, if you just ask for forgiveness and you're, um, you, you know, we live under grace, we're good. Like we live under the new covenant. We live under grace. Like it's okay. I'll just ask for forgiveness. Like it's, it's okay. Uh, no, like that is a popular belief that it's okay to do a lot of things because we live under grace. And that's that's not it. The Bible blatantly, you know, it's blatantly saying, um, "Turn from temptation, resist the devil." Um, you know, Jesus said, "If your eye causes you to sin, pluck it out." You know, obviously nobody is plucking their eyes out nowadays, but. If you're if you're finding yourself in a certain place in a certain area in a certain activity that's causing you to fall, you need to get away from that atmosphere, get away from that thing, and not continue to go to it, thinking that it's okay because I live under grace. Like you can't just continue to have relations with your boyfriend or girlfriend all the time. And expect that God's going to bless your life. But, you know, it's okay because you're under grace. Like, no, like you're out of alignment. You're committing known sin. 
if what you if what you're doing you know goes against the Bible, you're committing known sin. And the Bible says like it's better for you've never to known truth than for you to know truth and continue to act the way you're acting. Like it's better for you not to come to the realization of Christ and then turn around and then act the way you want to. Like it, it's better for you not to have ever even known. And that's not something that is talked about a lot. The scriptures says plainly, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It says, submit yourself to God. And it, you know, and it's, it's very, it's very plain that the works of the flesh are very evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enemy, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissension, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. There's a list that says, hey, the works of the flesh are these things that if you are committing these things, you are operating out of the flesh and therefore you're not operating in the spirit and therefore you're out of alignment with God's word and therefore God cannot bless your life and therefore you are walking in, a, in the path that leads to destruction. If you're doing these things and things like these, you're headed in the wrong direction and you need to turn around. You need to wake up and see what's going on in your life. It's not a place to be going. It's not a route to be going down. But we've got people who, when you say these things to, it creates anger it create you know they get frustrated it's they don't want to hear this but they need to hear it but they need to hear it out of love and compassion and that's what like and that's what I'm I wanting to come from a place of if you're and I just want to stop right now and just say if you're if you're finding yourself in a place right now and you're listening to this and you're not where you need Maybe like some of the things you're like, mm, I may not be, I may not be where I'm at with Christ then. Like I thought that I could just kind of go about my own way. And at the end of the day, if, you know, if I prayed, you know, if I spent time with God, then I was, you know, good. But my lifestyle isn't is not in alignment with God's word. And by alignment I'm saying it's not uh it's not the way that scripture says a life ought to be, that a life of a believer or the life of a Christian should be. Um like I'm, I'm really not like, I'm not, I'm not there. Then, 
I would encourage you to stop what you're doing right now. If you're doing something like driving, continue to drive, especially if you're on the interstate. <laughs> don't don't wreck. But if you're but take this moment right now. Don't let it pass. And ask for forgiveness. And say, God, turn my life around. Turn my life towards you. And say, I want to come under your submission. I want to come under your umbrella. I want to come into your kingdom. And check my heart. Check my life. Whatever is in it that is not of you, remove it. And replace it with the things of you. Get covered right now. Don't let another second go by. And if you need to reach out to me and we'll have a great conversation about what that is. But don't continue in the works of the flesh thinking that you're going to be able to stand before God with your head held up high. And that you're going to hear well done. It's not going to be that way. Because it says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Something I want to stop, I want to stop right there first before I go on. The Bible says the fruit of the Spirit. Not the fruits of the Spirit. It's not plural, it's singular. The fruit of the Spirit is this. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That is the fruit of the Spirit. If you have the Spirit, this is what should be evident in your life. This should be um, produced with the Spirit working in you. Now, I'm not going to lie. I... I've struggled a lot with patience. Um, I, 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 I do. Um, and I find that a lot of times when I get real and I'm like, God, I want to live by the fruit of the Spirit. Create in me a man who a kingdom man that is living by the fruit of the spirit. God do a work in me. God doesn't just, you know, cause me to fall asleep like Adam and then go in and do some magical surgery. And then I'll wake up like, wow, the fruit of the spirit is evident in me. No, God gives me the situation and the circumstances to practice those. I have found that I will pray, you know, God, I'm struggling with patience. God, give me, God, help me to have more patience. God, let that be evident in my life. And I can tell you, uh, that week, it will be like, there will be traffic everywhere. Lights will seem like they're extra long. Uh, Just all these situations that will just happen that it's like, what is going on here? I got to be transparent right now like we're me and my wife we're in a situation right now where we are 
we believe a door, uh, we have an open door to uh, go somewhere and that there's like a transition in our life right now. And we are sitting and just waiting. And it's been rough to be patient in this, in this season. It's been extremely tough. Um, but I was telling her, I said, I believe that God is giving us the opportunity to be patient waiting on him and to see if we will wait on him or we will jump the gun. And it was like not long after I said, and I said, and we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to see it through. And it wasn't long after this, that we got uh, an answer on what we were uh, on the situation. And it was like, great. And we got excited. And then it was like, but there was like another phase of like patience. So, I mean, it's not always easy. But to live by the spirit, to ha- but like, there's a difference. Like, just because you know you don't practice patience, or you got crazy at the the mall, um, and you didn't have really good self control, or maybe you spoke kind of nasty to somebody, and you weren't, you know, and the kindness wasn't displayed. That doesn't mean it's like the end of the world, or that you're just a terrible person. But what should happen? What should happen in your life if you're in alignment with him and you are constantly trying to live out the fruit of the spirit and live according to him, then you should feel a check from the spirit. You should feel something that's like, oh, I shouldn't have talked that way. I shouldn't have acted that way. I shouldn't have done that. Like, I need to go make it right. I need to ask for forgiveness from them. Then I need to ask for forgiveness from God. I need to, to, I need to, to make sure I'm walking this line. And if I'm not, then there should be a check from the spirit. And if you're don't, because it's kind of like, I get a check from the spirit. I would say weekly. That or there's you know a lot of times there's a situation that happens and I'm like, yeah, I didn't handle it the right way, and then I have to go make it right. A lot of times it's just with you know with conversations between me me and my wife, you know just I may have kind of acted out of just insecurity or uh, I thought the conversation was going to go a certain way, so I said some uh, I made a comment that you know I should have waited on, and you know I have to go back and like hey like uh, I'm sorry that I you know I acted this way or I got upset um, too quick or. And like the spirit checks me on that. And that's the thing that like when you live by the spirit, you're a better person. um, You're better their spouse. um, You're a better employer. You're a better employee. But if you're not living a certain way, then you don't have that. If you have no desire to be led by the spirit and have those checks and to... Submit yourself to God, which means that a lot of times you have to humble yourself to people. Then you're not going to have you're, you're not going to have that. If you don't have that desire to do it, then you're not going to have it. But people want to have all the they want to have the greatness of being 
in the, the you know they want the prosperity you know you know like the whole like if you've ever been in you know church you've heard like i'm living in goshen i'm not in egypt like you know when the plagues were coming across egypt the egyptians were just getting hit with all these plagues but it's like the israelites they were in goshen like they were prospering still um but you know you can't have goshen without the faithfulness without the love the joy the peace the patience the kindness goodness the gentleness the self-control you cannot have that without being in alignment and so like and that's why like a lot of times you'll see there's a huge flux of people that are you know they state they're they're Christians but their lives do not align up with the word of God but you can't tell them that And a lot of people are going to be upset when they stand before, you know, they're going to have a different reality when they stand before Christ. And um, he's like, depart from me. Um, I believe it is. Actually, let me just look at it real quick. Um, but there's a verse that I think is just like the, um, just, it's one of the, like, scariest verses of the Bible to me. Um, and it is, you know, I'm just going to read it. Is it, I'm just going to read this, this whole area. Uh, it's Matthew seven starting at 21. Um, and then it's going to go towards 23. I'm just going to, I'm just going to read this. It says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Okay, let's just stop right. <laughs> let's just stop right there. Not everyone who cries "Lord, Lord" is going to heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father. Meaning, there's a contingency. Yes, you may have said a sinner's, uh, you may have said some type of a sinner's prayer before, but your lifestyle is not an alignment. is is not where it it's supposed to be it's not it's then it's not going to work out the way that you thought it was and the only way to know the will of the father is to get into the scripture is to see that your life is based upon scriptures upon a firm foundation on that day many will say to me lord lord did I not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. And like this, and that scripture, that, that, that scripture or scriptures to me is the scariest thing in the Bible to think that there are people that are building huge churches. There, there are people that are great are writing great worship songs. There are people that are doing great things for the kingdom, but yet their life is not in alignment. Their life is not built upon Christ. There, there are things in their life that are separating them from God. And it's not, 
and it's going to lead them into a place of destruction. And that is scary to think that I could live a life that in man's eyes, I am just a great person. I'm great on so much biblical aspects, but the one thing I'm not is true biblical truth in my life. And I'm going to pay the price for it at the end of the, at the end of my life when I stand before him. But the thing is like, again, I'm going to flip it back to like what I'm talking about. Um, with like truth, like, but you don't hear these preach from the message from the behind the pulpit a lot. You don't hear people stand up and say you have to live this certain way. You have to live a, a life that is in alignment with with Christ in the Bible, or you're not going to heaven. You're it's not going to work out the way that you thought it was going to. Here here's the roadmap. Here's the blueprints that. Christ said is this is how you get into the doors of heaven and if you're and if your life isn't lined up with that then sorry it's not there's there's going to be no excuse there's going to be no panel there's going to be no um appeal there's nothing that you're going to be able to do except to realize yeah I didn't do it and this you know and I, you know, and there's a, and I see that like we have so many great people out there who are preaching, but we have so many that are, they're just, they just, they're, they just have motivating, inspiring, and encouraging messages, and there's no meat to it. There's no weight to it whatsoever. And we've got people that like they get encouraged, they get amped up, and they're ready to go, but at the end of the day, like they, they're, they're not, taught to have accountability. And like what are you what are you producing? You have the numbers, you got the lights, you got the cool music, you got the great music, you've got you know everything that looks like a church but you have no truth in it. Look what's what's the fruit? Because you can have you can have love for the community and you go out and you do community outreaches and you spend money, you give money to the school system uh, to buy lunches, you give money to um, uh, overseas, you, like you're, you're, you're handling out all, these, all this money and it's great and you're paying for all this and you're going out and you're cleaning up parks, you're, you're doing all this great and that's awesome and that is what the church needs to be doing. But when you look at the core of people's lives within that church, what does it look like? It are, are people going out and living a life that you would never know they went to church, but coming in coming up and lifting up hands and and singing? And it's like, man, we've got we've got a great group of people. You might have great people, but you don't have great people who have lives that are in alignment with God. You don't have great Christians. And being a good person and being a good Christian are two different things. 
And so we've got, you know, and so we've got all these, you know, preachers that the, I, they're really not a preacher. They're a motivational speaker. Because to preach the gospel is to preach the word, not to get up and tell stories to motivate you about David and Goliath. That you're you're going to make your giants fall. That you know, you know God if God is for you. Who can be against you? And that is right. But if that's the one type of things that you're talking about behind your your pulpit, you're you're really not you're really not preaching the gospel, and therefore you're really not a preacher. You're a motivational speaker. And that that might be, and that's nasty for some. And some people might have turned me off already, but like it's it's the truth. Because Second Timothy four three through four says, "For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions, and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths." Being a motivational speaker or motivational preaching is not a it's a not a style. It's a seeker friendly, uplifting message to get people in the doors. You can't justify that and say, well, you know, we just that's just not what we do here. It should be what you do there. Because you're gonna be held accountable for what you say behind that pulpit and the direction that you lead people. And if you're never giving people biblical sound truth that says, hey, you need to turn from a certain lifestyle, turn towards God, then there's going to be an accountability. There is a right way. And I'm not saying like you need to get there and just uh, preach a condemnation and a damnation of sin to people and like just try to scare people into into salvation that's not what i'm saying there's a right way to preach and a wrong way to preach there's a that right way to present biblical truth out of again love and compassion because you care about the people in there and you want to see them prosper not just in this life but the life after and eternity is way more important than this physical world if all we want to do is see people just live a great, fulfilled life here, then we're missing it. If all we want is for people to be able to give the uh, their 10% and it be high dollar because they've just been blessed by God, we're missing it. And that's what... Everything is today, basically. I want people to live a fulfilled life, to lean into Christ every chance they get, but and and to know who He is and have fullness of joy in His presence and to have a firm foundation to stand on. But more important, I want people that when they stand before God, he says to them, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And if that means I have to get down in the dirt and look at you and say, I love you, but what you're doing is not right, I'll do it. 
if I have to get down and say, yes, they're doing great things, but that's not what a church leader is supposed to be doing, I'll do it. If I have to get down and say, you're a great person, I love being around you, but your lifestyle does not line up with the word of God. And that needs to change. I'll do it. Because more important than I want to just have a good time with people, laugh, and I'll listen, I am a jokester. Anybody that knows me knows I am constantly laughing and carrying on. But I want people to not have a culture shock when they stand before God. Thinking, I'm about to enter into these gates and instead for them to have weeping and gnashing of teeth. I want not just prosperity here, but I want their eternity to be set because of what I've said and what I've done, the lifestyle that I've lived here. And I hope this wasn't too dark, gloom, despair, depressing. I hope this did not sound like a hate in any way, shape, or form. Um, but this is from love. And I just want people to know truth. Again, if you'd like to uh, write to me, Kingdom Life with Matt Bushears at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, a great rest of the week, and we'll see you next time. Yeah.